three. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. It's Tuesday night, and that means only one thing. What's the bus time? It took you long enough, Amelia. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the WWTF Radio Network on the Podbean channel. We are What's the Buzz? We are America's only podcast. That's right. We're the only one in the entire country. Tonight, Oh, man, we got a good one. It's going to be a very controversial show. Psychics and the Bible. And I'm your host, Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio, joined as I am each and every week by the Pitbull, Amelia Pitbull Chapman. How you doing, Amelia? Doing Other great. than breaking my chops from you. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> I had a good day today. You try actually. very hard, too. What are you talking about? <laughs> and our, uh, <laughs> our newest crew member... Randy Hogan, a retired professional wrestler of some notability. Randy, how are you, my friend? Oh, wonderful, guys. How are you doing? It's just so good to be here again. Uh, my second Tuesday in a row. And I'm all excited, and I'm going to talk about this freaky dicky stuff. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, it's going to get freaky, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and the man of the hour, his name is Kevin Schopel. Kevin is a, a Bible scholar. I call him a scholar. He is... Um, uh, he has a very unique perspective on this uh, subject matter. Um, we've talked about this before on my on my old show. Um, Kevin is married to a psychic. But prior to that happening, when he was a young boy, I think in a church group, as a matter of fact, uh, Kevin met a young lady that had a spiritual psychic gift. So, Kevin, welcome to the show. You want to tell everybody kind of a, the Reader's Digest version of uh, of that, that story that I, I just mentioned? Okay, we're talking about uh, the teenage girl in the youth group? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. In fact, yesterday, it was 47 years ago on October the 17th that uh, we were in a uh, church group up on Mount Lemon, and uh, we... I was sitting beside her on a cement slab. We were overlooking the lights of Tucson from the mountain, and I don't know what to say, but I said, you know, I wonder who's winning the football game down there since we were up in the youth retreat. Well, she said, I already know. And she told me my school was going to lose, and I said, well, how do you figure that? You know, we had no phones, communication, or anything like that up there. And she said, I don't know, because my school's going to win. I said, you're not even playing our school. I don't get it. And she says, well, every time that your school loses, mine wins, and whatever mine wins and yours loses. And I said, well, okay. I was a little bit 
skeptical of this funny thing. And I said, okay, what happens when they win, when they play each other in three weeks on the 7th of November? And she says, neither one will win. I said, what do you mean neither one? She said, just what I said. As it turned out, three weeks later, on November 7th, it was a tied game. It was the only tied game I'd seen in four years of high school. And wow. I began to take this very seriously at that point. I hope I've given you a Reader's Digest version of it all. <laughs> that works. Let me tell everybody a little bit about you. Uh, Kevin is the author of The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts, God's Purpose for Psychics and Everyone, and Melanie, A Christian Medium's Life and Her Gifts of Spirit. Um, Melanie was a woman that you knew in life. She's since passed, um, as has our mutual friend Shirley Bolstock. Rest in peace, Shirley who was also a psychic, who um, I did the uh, Psychic Realm with together. You've been on that show a couple of times, a few times, yeah. in fact. Um, I want to tell everybody that this is a very, very unique show from my perspective because I am a practicing psychic, or was until today, anyway. When I saw a video that scared the hell out of me, literally... And uh, I have renounced my psychic gift. And I've worked for the government, the FBI. I've worked for CIA. I worked for National Program. Um, I've worked for in you know, corporate entities as well as private individuals. That's factual. You can check it out. Because um, my life, as I said, is an open book. And I've also written two books. You can get them if you want. Psychic Fingerprints, A Life's Manifesto. Uh, and the other book is called Stay Tuned. And that's a uh, it's an interesting, but kind of like Kevin Schoeffel's book. It's a the psychic realm from a theological perspective. Um, it's an interesting. Uh, I think it's an interesting book because I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so tonight, Kevin, we're going to get into the realm of um the gift, the psychic gift. First of all, let's define. I, I did a promo today in preparation for this, um, this interview. And in the promo, I said, we are going to try to define what a psychic is. So from your standpoint, Kat, what's a psychic? A psychic to me is a person who receives impressions or visions or energies without the use of the five senses. Uh, they may see something in their mind's eye. They may hear something, but without the audio nerves to their mind. Or even in the case of Tammy, the girl I was speaking of, where she would get a very strong feeling about something that was very distinct, mm -hmm. but that she would never see or hear necessarily. Right. Um, I, I want, I'm, absolutely astounded that you said that i want to read something to you does the bible take a position on clairvoyant and parapsychology yes it does and it it's a decidedly negative position the bible is unequivocal in condemning the use of clairvoyance psychics horoscopes tarot cards and other aspects of the occult clairvoyance literally means clear vision refers to the practice of seeking information through the means 
uh, through other, through means other than known human senses. Parapsychology, a, a discipline in rapid decline, they say. I checked that out today. Parapsychology is, in fact, at its highest it's ever been in history. More people are using psychics now than at any other point in history. The art and practice of parapsychology has never been more in demand. So that's one flaw I found. Uh, in an attempt to use the scientific method to measure psychic ability and answer questions about life and death. Now, that in general terms, that's not what a parapsychologist does. It's what a psychic does. Um, but if we're talking about the use of psychics, parapsychology, uh, tarot cards, numerology, any uh, number of oracles that are used to define what a psychic is and, uh, and how credible psychics are, we must first decide whether the psychic gifts are spiritual gifts or whether they are bullshit parlor tricks. And I hate to think that I've been doing bullshit parlor tricks for 55 years of my life. So, Kevin, I need your input on this, my friend. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, there are two ways I look at the Bible as defining this, okay? Uh, the scriptures you say that are showing a negative view of psychic ability, uh, Leviticus 19.31, Leviticus 20, verse 6, Leviticus 20.27, through twelve and Isaiah eight nineteen through twenty, they you know, I'll start with the very first one. It will say, you know, you shall not turn to mediums or spiritists, for you shall be defiled by them. But that's in the NIV version. If you go back to the King James version, the term is, uh, you shall not turn to them that have familiar spirits. Yes, I have it. And right. exactly. And the thing is that when you look at the definition of familiar or familiar spirit in the original 1828 uh, dictionary by Noah Webster. It is a spirit which attends at a call. In other words, you called upon the, the spirit. And the difference, Melanie, whom you mentioned earlier, never did call on the spirit. The spirit came voluntarily to her. Sometimes the spirit wouldn't even show up, but okay. that happens. The Let's other talk about that, Kevin, because I want to interject something that's, that's critical. Yes. I, for many, many years, I have called upon Mary and Seymour. Okay. I never knew who Mary was. She was a spirit that came to me in a reading. But Seymour, I knew him in life. I knew him very well in life. And Seymour died in front of me. And he came to me in spirit three days later. Three is a very important number in scripture, in, in the world of spirit, as you know, Kevin. It's also a very important number uh, in Christianity when we re refer to the, the Trinity or the Holy Triad or however people choose to, to, uh, to paraphrase that. Um, so please tell me if you believe that my spirits were familiar spirits, having known one of them in life. Okay. Um 
the way I, I would say it now, there's a scripture, 1 John 4, 1, that says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are of God. And in that, they're saying that whoever confesses that Christ has come in the flesh is of God, that whoever does not confess that, that is the spirit of the Antichrist, which they say is already in the world. Um, as far as, you know, I, I have experienced, you know, Melanie's spirit, you know, since. And there's been some mm -hmm. good things that, you know, come about through, you know, having known her, just as you probably have known Seymour. In other words, things that you recognize as part of their personalities. But again, that standard is there in the Bible as the only test of a spirit that is malevolent versus a spirit from the Lord. Yeah. Now, I'll, I don't know if you gave me a chance on the psychic gifts, but Jesus said in John 14, 12, whoever believes in me will do what I have been doing, and he will do greater things than these because I go to the Father. And then we have constant examples throughout the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where Jesus foretold the future as he told that Peter would deny him, he told the Pharisees, you know, I know what you're thinking here. Which is it easier to do, to forgive sins or to say, raise up and take your mat and walk? Yeah. So, you know, Jesus demonstrated these. Even in John 18, he demonstrated uh, what would be called psychokinesis, which is a mind over matter by yeah. driving the temple police to the ground as a show of protecting his disciples. Yeah. True. Amelia, questions for Kevin Schopel right. on this very controversial subject. Right. Like if, if someone was to like just be thinking all of a sudden be watching TV and then all of a sudden they say, uh, call your mother, call your mother because I feel something's going on. Call your mother. And then all of a sudden they do call their mother and she's like driving and all of a sudden the water's like taking her car and she's like, oh, gosh, somebody needs to help me, help me um, like in danger. And can you call the police? I mean, they felt like something like that all of a sudden they just come through and rush through them. What would that be something like? So you're saying to call a person's mother or to call like 911? I'm not understanding completely here. I, I call I your mother. She's, she's in saying, danger. Hold, hold on, Amelia. Let, let me paraphrase it for you. Mm -hmm. What she's talking about uh, is the, the sense of precognition. Mm -hmm. She's talking about precognition, feeling something happen before it happens. Yes, it's what she's that's called precognition, Amelia. Mm -hmm. um, that's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. That's I mean, that is, happening. And, and I firmly believe that precognition is not a spiritual gift. Mm -hmm. I believe that it's an absolutely hardwired human gift. What if, what we if all possess that ability? What if it's happening at the as you're feeling it? What if it's that's going a, on? that's a human sense. Mm -hmm. It's it's the, the, the idea or the notion that we're all connected mm -hmm. physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Remember, emotions are spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay? When something happens to your child, mm -hmm. you kind of feel it in your gut, don't you? Mm -hmm. Right? And and Kevin, am I please tell me if I'm in in line here. Well, again, too, as I began the show by saying that a psychic ability is something that you receive outside the five senses. See, Jesus never defined it as saying that, you know, this is psychic and this is a normal human direct wired connection. He never said that in scripture. But uh, you know, let's say that you give the example of something that's happening in the moment. Uh, 
again, that is something where, you know, uh, Jesus, again, knew what was happening. You know, for example, when he said, said, you know, that Lazarus was sick and that he would wait two days to come. And he told his disciples, clearly, Lazarus is dead. There was no news. There was no information. This could be tantamount to what's called clairvoyance now, that he knew something and saw something in a distant place such as Bethany while he was not there. Randy Hogan, you are up in the batter's box, brother. Huh. I've kind of got a twofold question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I've ever experienced this. Um, how, first of all, how do you know if there's something that is, uh, being spoken to you or if what you are thinking that comes through may be just a coincidence. Okay. Um, and second of all, how do, uh, how do you know who has that gift? Does everybody have that gift? Does it just come to certain people? Once they get it, do they got it forever? Or does it just come once in a while and then, you know, disappear? Okay. Um, there are, I Even with Melanie, as good as she was, there was times that she said her abilities would shut down on her. Other times she was very accurate in what she did. Um, the thing with, with Tammy, the girl I was speaking of, Again, I, I looked at that, that game that was tied. You know, I figured there was maybe 12, 13 games in a football season of high school. And so that equated to one time out of 52 times or so that uh, that it happened to be a tied game. And she said it three weeks before it happened. Now, right there, I could even say it'd be like trying to cut the ace of spades in a deck of cards. That's one to 52. Okay. But at the same time, I was on the lookout without really, you know, making a big deal of her abilities. And from uh, that time until, you know, I met Stana a year, two years later, there was 18 times that she said something would happen, and it happened. And that right there is, is definitely way above the odds. I mean, you were talking well, about... Yeah. It's clearly not coincidental. Well, it's, um, you've got rates that high, you know, that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. It doesn't mean you're going to be 100% perfect. That has to be a profit. Well, but psychic, no. Let's talk about that. Um, and, and I'm not saying this to be boastful. I'm really not. But my accuracy rate has been rated at 99.9%. That's not perfect because it's not 100%. Right. But it's been rated at ninety nine point nine legit. Um and I and I have the documentation to prove it if anybody's interested in it. Nothing wrong with that. But my problem is with regards to accuracy, I have absolutely had that experience that Melanie had where I've been completely shut down. And like if I I wanted to do something I couldn't. And I don't know whether that's just the spirit's way of humbling you or just telling you, you know, not now. Um, Because there's, I can't find an explanation for why 
we as psychics shut down. But then other times we're just like rapid fire and spirit, you know, whatever spirit is, good or bad, just throws information at us all day long. There, I've Kevin, I've had days where I couldn't shut it off. And I've had days at a time where I couldn't turn it on. I think so, it's because you basically are not, you know, the one who's control of turning it on, turning it off is the Lord. But at the same time, I can tell you that Melanie herself once said that, you know, if she knew someone was afraid of her abilities, that it would shut down her because she said, I don't want to scare somebody, you know. And so for that reason, she would shut down. But at the same time, she also would not, if she was not getting an impression, she was honest about it with anybody. Uh, she had a, a time where she had a reading scheduled with a person by phone from Florida. Yeah. And this, and at that point, this no spirit came through for the uh, sitter, but instead she says, is there somebody in your house named Nancy? Um, this, I got a spirit that wants to talk to Nancy and I said, well, I'll go get Nancy on the phone. Nancy was too terrified to, at yeah. the idea of a spirit wanting to talk to her. So at that point, the reading was over. Nancy never came to the phone and that was it. I want us to take a look at a video. Okay. Um, you're going to see some. I have nine videos, Kevin, we're going to watch tonight. Um, you'll recognize this woman. Her name's Sister Marilyn. Madeline, I mean, Matt, Sister Madeline. They are in heaven. And so they go to psychics. Now, let me say something to you. I believe psychics get their revelation from demons. Now, I think that is very, very dangerous. So let me just address something in the Bible where the witch of Endor pulled up Samuel who talked to Saul. I don't believe that was really Samuel because when I read about the rich man and Lazarus, Lazarus said, and he's gone, you know, he's on the other side. I can't cross the gulf to you. There's a place between us. I can't come in and talk to you. And so there is a gulf that we don't want to cross. We want to hear what the Holy Spirit says. Notice I said Holy Spirit, not a demonic spirit. Demons tell lies. Why? Because they're like their master, Satan, and he is called a liar. So why would I go to a psychic and get a lie? Oh, when I have the Bible, the truth, and I... I want to stop it right there because you said something a moment ago, Kevin, that mm -hmm. completely contradicts what she just said. She said, and I'm going to quote her, she said, demons are liars because their father is Satan and he is called a liar. Every reading I have ever done was accurate and the truth was told to that individual as spirit gave me utterance. I can't tell my spirits they're lying to me. I, I, how do I, do you understand where I'm going with this? Okay, and I, I do, and don't forget the, the scripture never says call these people liars. But it did say, as I quoted First John 4, 1, 
do not believe every spirit. It doesn't mean that you can't believe a spirit, but it just says do not believe everyone. Just like right. I, I can believe one person, but not another person, you know. Um, yeah. But at the same time, the outline of this, where she believes everything is a demon, she's probably getting it from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul says, Satan himself can transform into an angel of light. It is no wonder if his servants can masquerade mm -hmm. as servants of righteousness. Um, the main thing we have, is, like I've said, is that we are not to disobey the Lord by calling upon a spirit. Because, again, too, you may get some that might tell you the truth, but at the same time, you're disobeying the Lord and you're opening up yourself to the consequences of disobedience. Right. Uh, like I say, Melanie never called on a spirit. The groups that I'm with now that I, I you know, give scriptural advice to, mm -hmm. uh, they do not call upon spirits, and others in the group have confirmed what I've said, that, you know, you, you don't go around disobeying the Lord and not expect a consequence of it. Well, I have a question for you. I renounced my psychic gift. I can't Un, I, I can't undo who I am. I am a person who knows things instinctively, and that's there. And if somebody wants to know something, and I tell them, am I using my psychic gift, or am I just telling them what I know? Well, again, you've got the discernment of whether you want to speak up and say it or not. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, at the same time, that goes a long way with me mm -hmm. because I was, I've been doing this for 55 years. Okay. I've only done a couple of things in my life. Randy knows pro wrestling was one of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. But my family and everybody, the many thousands of people around the world know that I was a psychic. Okay. I'll call myself a psychic, not practicing. Okay. Um, I'm, but I'm in a quandary and that's, you came here on a very interesting night. I want you to take a look at this. Is it okay for a Christian to go see a psychic just for fun? I'm here with Tim. Tim, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks. Got a question for you today. Okay. Says my friend wants to go see a psychic just for fun. Is it okay to go if I'm a Christian? Does Scripture say anything about psychics? Well, it's a great question. I think a lot of people are looking for ways to entertain themselves, and and I think it's interesting when you read through the Book of Acts, you'll see a variety of scenes where the early church and uh, believers in that day were accustomed to being around psychics and sorcerers and magicians of all shapes and sizes. And uh, you see in a, a few chapters in the book of Acts where the church had to kind of respond to that and react to it. Chapter 8, chapter 16, and chapter 19 in particular have these very interesting scenes about the early church um, responding to how people were connected to sorcerers or magicians, psychic-type individuals. And... I think more than entertainment, it was probably more meaningful to people in that day and age. People seemed to come up with very unusual experiences and uh, had a way of interacting with people in society at that time that uh, was pretty compelling. 
And yet, the early church um, began to realize that these activities were not consistent with what they were learning about following Jesus. And so there was some um, pushback about those kinds of activities. And so I think uh, the early church realized that there were things that were characteristic of people that did things like that that probably weren't consistent with the Spirit of God. And so, I mean, throughout uh, you know a variety of the epistles, you see Paul and other writers uh, kind of warning the church to be careful when you're dealing with other spirits, when you're dealing with sorcery or magic, um, that you're fooling around with stuff that's probably dangerous, spiritually dangerous. So uh, I can see why people, even Christians, would feel uh, kind of interested in maybe, hey, going just for the fun of it. But you're probably playing with fire, uh, at least in, from my view. I mean, I don't know if uh, you have dealt with anybody that's kind of played around in this area. I have, and it seems like one thing kind of leads to the other. You know, it starts out with like Ouija boards, just kind of a fun board game, and you can get to, into some pretty serious spiritual stuff. So you got That's one thing I never, I never took for granted was the Ouija board. Um, and people always love to say Ouija boards. It's not Ouija, it's Ouija. Um, and it's the uh, two words for yes. It's the uh, French and German word for yes, Ouija. Uh, Kevin, uh, that gentleman had a lot to say about psychics in the Bible. Your thoughts, your opinions, um, can, you, can you contradict that with biblical fact? Okay, first of all, you have a, a pastor who's saying that throughout the rest of the New Testament that the church was talking about not being consistent with the teachings of Jesus, that is completely not in the Bible. There's, and I've quoted the one scripture that where it says, you know, to not believe every spirit. But you look through all the letters of Paul and otherwise, you don't find a bunch of teachings in the New Testament warning them that psychics are not consistent with the teachings of Jesus. Contrarily, Jesus himself said, you know, the things that I have doing, he shall do also, meaning people who believed in him and followed him. That's John 14, 12. You go to Acts chapter 5, yeah. a story about Ananias and Sapphira selling a piece of land like Barnabas had done at the end of Acts chapter 4, laying the proceeds at the apostles' feet. They wanted to put on the same show, but Peter received information. It could have been from the Holy Spirit. It could have been the you know uh, spiritual gift of his own but he was the one that called him out on it and said you know you had this piece of property you while it was yours you yeah. could do it with the money as you wanted to you have not lied to men but to god so he demonstrated the fact that he got information without the five senses in acts chapter five so you know I personally wouldn't go to this pastor's church because he'd be starting to fill me up with things that are not in the Bible. Uh, most yeah. of your words about psychics, I, first of all, taking the last three words of that title, just for fun, I tend to believe that, you know, if you're going to go to any psychic, you take it with a, a, a good degree of sacredness. Uh, Melanie, yeah. I asked her one time about this very thing, and she said, 
if somebody came to me for a reading, one of the things I like to ask them is, have you prayed about this? Have you talked about it with your pastor? You know, and she would set, set the expectations that maybe a spirit is not going to come. Mm -hmm. You know, and at the same time, dealing with the idea that just because she gives a warning in a reading, that warning may not come true because of a person's voluntary volition. You know, she used the example of slipping in a mud puddle and tearing your coat. She yeah. said, you avoid mud puddles, my prediction is not going to come true because you used your own volition. Um, I'm going to read this, and I want to go around the horn. I'll start mm -hmm. with Kevin. Sure. The longing to reach beyond the boundaries of our human uh, of our humanity seems to be woven into the fabric of human thinking. But God imposed creaturely limitations on us for a reason. He made us to be dependent on him. The five senses he gave us are to enable us to see clearly his eternal power and divine nature through what has been made, quote-unquote. Now, that he says, uh, Romans 1.20 is where they get that from. Explain to everybody, now that we know what's there, explain to everybody what's not there. And I want uh, Amelia and Randy to comment on this as well. Well, I apologize that, you know, I, I'm more familiar with Romans one twenty one, which was professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. But the 20th verse, I'm not sure if you could repeat that for me. I will. I will. Um, it says his eternal power and divine nature through what has been made. Okay, here we go. He gave us five senses, which are to enable us to see clearly his eternal power and divine nature through what has been made. Quote, unquote, Romans one twenty. Okay, and I think the part you're leaving is that they are without excuse. Uh, this is the way I've read it in other translations, and they don't use the term five senses. Yeah. But I now recall what you're, what you're speaking of right there. And basically, it was to, the, the theme there was to say, you don't have an excuse to say there is no God, because his divine power can be seen clearly through what we have. And it's not a teaching about psychic ability or avoiding of psychic ability, but a discussion overall about the fact that you can't sit there and really give a true, definite observation uh, objectively and say that there's no God. Well, what they're telling me here is if we want, if we want knowledge beyond what our senses can tell us, and we most certainly do, most people do, we are to seek that information from God directly and from God alone. The Holy Spirit alone has written that the revelation of God in the Bible, that clairvoyant psychics and occult practitioners have no part in conveying the revelation of God. All they can provide is cheap and damning counterfeits now uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty damning statement kevin that's a pretty damning statement because in that one statement they just wiped out a big portion of society you know me having been one of them at one point yeah 
So, like, you, you've got an opinion on this. I'm, I hope you do anyway. Well, I think a lot of things, they get made up. There, I would First of all, if somebody says something to me, I would say, well, where is it in the Bible? Like you gave me Romans one twenty a minute ago, and yeah. I just happened to have a little King James Bible, and I turned to there. It says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. They're not mentioning five senses. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So it's mere, that, that's all talking about sensory perception, but it's not saying you're going to go beyond sensory perception or that you're damned if you go beyond sensory perception uh, in any way there. Um I really, again, don't believe that, you know, you you go to a psychic for fun, you know, because yeah, you're I, taking... I've never been a, a proponent of going to psychics for fun, just like I do not advocate playing a Ouija board as a game, because it's not a game. It's a portal. No, I, it, it, I absolutely believe it's a portal. Uh, Randy, what do you... Give mm -hmm. me your sense on that. When you hear people talk about oracles and spirit and Ouija boards and uh, sensory perception, what goes through your mind? And um, is it all a lot to take in? It's a lot to take in. And it's hard for me. It's hard for me to believe these things. I understand we have the five senses and maybe we're not meant to know something of a sixth sense. Maybe some people are given that ability, um, but how do those psychics or how do those people know what they're saying is if it's coming from a demon or if it's coming well, from a demon? Well, and that, know, and do they both come through the same person? Randy, that is a splendid, splendid question and a hell of a segue. Um, Kevin? Randy brings up a very, very valid point. Um, you know, are there people chosen by God uh, that have that veil pulled back, who go beyond that five cents? Well, again, you know, these gifts, you know, which the... Psychic ability is a gift of knowledge, which mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12, 8. Uh, and it's very, it's distinct from prophecy, as we've already said, you know, that the in the sense of not having to be 100% correct, but, the, but that the Lord gives, or should say the Holy Spirit gives the gifts as he sees fit. He sees who he believes he wants to have those gifts. Uh, I think you had a point there saying, how do you know if the message is from the Lord or from demons? Am I correct on that? Yeah, and that, is, that's the um, million-dollar question, yeah. Yeah, because uh, with me, and of course, you know, I, I tend to have a little bit more Bible knowledge than most of the people I run into, which is why I question it, is that I look and say, well, is anything that you're receiving contradicting Scripture or beliefs? And, and uh, I would encourage people, if you get something the Holy Spirit's going to make you a little bit uncomfortable enough to where you're going to ask somebody. You're going to ask a pastor. You're going to ask me. You're going to ask somebody else and say, you know, I got this message, and it's kind of disturbing me, and I wanted to run it by you. 
Uh, and, you know, this is where we help each other in this sense uh, of because sometimes it's a little hard to distinguish something. Um, even pastors get caught up on something unbiblical. I had you know, a pastor you know, one time. Rand, uh, Randy brings up a good point, a valid point. And so yeah. Amelia and I have talked about something on the show previously. I don't know if I mentioned it while, Randy, while you were here yet. Um, but I've talked about this on the show before, Kevin. Uh, I lived in Tennessee for almost 15 years mm -hmm. and there were churches would not let me in in Tennessee because they knew I was a psychic and they have a very, very tight network of people who contact other churches. Don't let this guy in for the longest time. I didn't walk into a church for fear that I might set the place on fire, you know? Yes. So, um, my question um, is it, is it against the grain, for lack of a better term, is it against the grain to try to introduce yourself as a psychic in a church? Uh, I think it's not. It all depend on where the, where the church is. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I, I, I think it's very wrong for them to deny that. Although I will tell you that, you know, I would bring up such subjects, you know, in a very light way when I was a Sunday school teacher in a Southern Baptist church, for example, you know, just talking with somebody who, you know, has got a wedding date set. And I said, that, did you ever know how Stana and I got our wedding date? And it was through a simultaneous dream between her mom and herself. You know, they had the same dream. And so that would give me a chance to find out, are these people in my class open to things that are somewhat paranormal, out of the ordinary, and so on. Uh, I got people that, you know, said that they got a knock on the door and found something was happening outside. They needed to do something, but they could find the person later. I think you told me an angel story of your own one time when, last year when I was on your show. I absolutely did. You got a great memory, brother, and we still have that. That show is still available, by, by the way. Yeah. Amelia, you and I have talked about yes. this. Um <laughs> And you've been very honest to share this with the audience on, on previous shows. Yes. Um, and I'll just speak for you for just a half a second. Go ahead. Kevin, Amelia is not a believer uh, in the Godhead, but she is a believer in the spirit realm. What's her problem? <laughs> I don't know that she has a problem, really. Well, that's <laughs> In, in, in John 16, basically, it says that the Holy Spirit can fix of sin, righteousness, and judgment. I also believe he is the one that reveals to you whether there's a God that you can believe in. It's just like uh, when Jesus said to Peter in, in Matthew 16, you know, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven did, you know. In other words, I feel the Holy Spirit does a far better job of helping change your beliefs you know, and at the right time, it might be a reason why your beliefs are it, it, that you you're not you're not believing in a Godhead right now yeah. has got a purpose. And it may sound um, strange. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, it's interesting uh, that the one thing about me and uh, people who know me know this. I've talked about it on the show a dozen times. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm not a religious person. I call myself a spiritual person for sure. But 
I'm a very faithful person. I've got faith out the wazoo. Um, I don't have a whole lot of faith in humanity, but I've, I've got great faith in, in God uh, and Jesus. I need to talk to them more often. That's one thing I do regret. I don't talk to them enough. But I've got a, a little piece of clip I want to show you. You mentioned something important um, just a moment ago. But, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but Randy had talked about this on the show previously. Um, Randy, is it fair to say that you have, you have uh, um, questions regarding the deity? I am on the fence. He's on the fence, and that's how he said it before. Mm -hmm. um, Amelia is, can be said is the same way. I want you to take a look at this, Kevin, because you said the important thing a moment ago. If there's a God, if people believe there's a God, I want you to listen to this psychic. Experience that has is no there a God? I believe there is a source. What does that mean? Something created us, but that's all I know there. Do they tell you about something? They acknowledge an understanding of vast interconnection, and the closest thing that I've been able to come to an understanding God is this interconnection of all things and all people. What, happened to child what happens to children who die? Children do come through in some capacity, but again, I don't think we're limited to our incarnation in life, and I think our consciousness does continue to evolve in some capacity. Now, can you uh, dissect that horseshit? Okay. Uh, first let, of all, by the way, let, let, Kevin, let me tell you who that was. So you got some perspective here. Yeah. His name is Justin Henry. They called him the Hollywood medium. I should also point out that Justin Henry's father is a multi-cazillionaire television and movie producer who just happened to get his kid a TV show and just happens to be just happens to be a medium. Hmm. Um, I don't believe he's a psychic medium. Not one little bit. Never did. Never will. I think he's full of shit. I think he's trying to to razzle dazzle with his cuteness and some well-placed terminology. But. He answered Larry King's, the late Larry King, by the way, Larry King's question, is there a God? He says, there's a source. What does that mean, Larry says? He, he says, it means that something created us, and that's all I know. Can you do me a favor, please, and, uh, as I said, dissect what we just saw? What did we just watch? Okay, there are a lot of people out there that, want to say source or higher power, higher, you know, whatever. And a lot of it, and this is a personal belief, not a scriptural belief, is that they have been told if they're psychic, that God hates them, and they have a resistance to wanting to believe in the God of the Bible. And that's, and, and I think it, it makes a huge difference. This is one of the reasons, you know, I'm working on my fifth book, which is called Trust the God Who Loves You. And it's a discussion about now. God's love. <laughs> and, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, they psychics have had been beaten over the head with this idea. You're messing with God. You're messing with demons. God hates what you do. Uh, and yeah. and they are reluctant in that, in that 
sense. Now, um, you have no idea, brother, just how true that is. I have been beat down. Well, you may as well taken a baseball bat and just clubbed me because I have been pulverized. You're evil. What you're doing is evil. It's not of God. It's from Satan. It's from demons. Um, you need to, to repent and uh, cleanse yourself. You need to purge yourself of all this iniquity, blah, 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 blah. And all I'm doing is helping people. That's mm -hmm. all I'm fucking doing. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, that's all you you're know? doing. That's all exactly. I'm trying is helping people. Yes. I mean, I'm in a real quandary. I want to be honest mm -hmm. with you. I'm in a real quandary because I made a deal with God today that I gave up my gift and I can't take it back. All right. Um, I, I scripture is going to disagree with you because Romans eleven twenty nine says the callings and the gifts of God are without repentance. In other words, God's not going to change his mind about what gifts he gave you or the calling he gave you. Really? Yes. You and I are going to uh, talk afterwards about that. <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious. Because mm -hmm. I have a show, Amelia, uh -huh. Amelia, while I have you here, Amelia. Yes. When are we doing the God question? What, that what is November. Let me go ahead and tell you that right now. I will be. That is on November 15th. Okay, and that would be a Tuesday. Yes. Kevin, oh, no, I, I take it back. I'm sorry. November the 8th. I apologize. November the 8th, 8th which November is also, 8th. I think. Mm -hmm. I'd rather tune into this than the election. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, you know what? Um, Kevin, can you join us on November 8th for the God question? Uh, I want to make sure I vote first, so uh, I may oh, have to. Vote. Yeah, absolutely. Go, yes. yeah. Probably yeah, because usually I come home and my wife and I go over to the church and vote, you know, and that might put me on the late side. Let let me tell you something, okay? For you and for you only, I will do this show at 11 p.m. on the East Coast if I have to. <laughs> okay? I will. I'm serious, too. I'll mm -hmm. wait. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely serious. That's how important it is. Mm -hmm. um, well, I was going to say, if you could make it... Uh, you know, 9.30 or 10 p.m., uh, that would work okay with me because, like I say, I can work my schedule, get home, take her down to, well, there's a church where we vote, and then come back home and be on the show uh, without necessarily needing to make it, you know, not, uh, 11 p.m. It could, it could be 10 or 9.30. You know what, Amelia, write that down. Special time, 10 p.m. Okay. Um, I want everybody to take a look at this because it's getting some major play right now it's a young lady on tiktok um now we, we all know what tiktok is just take a look at this with the new age like tarot cards psychics i wanted to still entertain a lot of those shows i wanted to watch what is her name? Teresa Capuno and all those different kinds of mediums that are on TV, like all of that spiritist work, um, really like all of the cultic shows, all of the movies, all of that. I still wanted it. I wanted that. Like I wanted, okay, love you, Jesus. Yeah, I, I'm getting to know the word of God. But I didn't realize that I couldn't mix Christianity with New Age because there's no such thing as a Christian witch, and there's no such thing as a Christian psychic. I'm going to stop it right there. You heard what she said. 
You sure did. That was, I heard her last few words loud and clear. Yeah, and that's what I wanted you to hear. She said there's no such thing as a Christian witch, and there's no such thing as a Christian psychic, despite the fact that right now in America, the number one, I can't even make this up, folks. I can't make this up. Books on psychic Christianity are outselling the Bible. You can't make this up. And Christianity and New Age and anything in the New Age realm, you cannot cross over into Christianity. You have to give it all up. You have to give up your tarot cards. Um, you have to give up your communication with the dead. You have to give up communicating with spirits, with spirit guides, involving with the new. I don't know if you guys could see what was on her screen. It said, why are psychics and mediums so accurate? What is their source? Question mark. Well, I can answer this. If you go to Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 5, the scripture there says, you know, if someone uh, foretells the future and that event comes to pass and they say, go let us observe and worship other gods, you are to not listen to that person. So what that is saying in there, and I realize I don't have a Bible in front of me to quote it exactly, but the idea is that God still has been able to give precognitive gifts to people, and sometimes it's a test of your faith to say, okay, just because they made a prediction that came true, it does not make them right. It does not make them a prophet. It does not make them a holy person. Yeah. You know, if they tell you to go worship another god, you tell them to pound sand. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, Randy, questions for Kevin? Yes. Um, Actually, Randy, ask we, him a couple of questions. Sure. In the past, you have, uh, let's take Nostradamus, okay? Mm -hmm. All these predictions, a lot of them allegedly came true, okay? Mm -hmm. What about that? As opposed to now, uh, a lot of people really believe in the farmer's almanac. It's going to tell me what kind of winter I'm going to have or what kind of crop season I'm going to have next summer. Okay. Where do all these things come from? Or are they just lucky guesses? That's made a up really interesting point. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't believe this, you know, that one, that, some of them are 100% true. I also believe that some of the predictions, you know, you could probably go to a farmer's almanac and get some reliable things that you can stand on, but other things you can't predict this necessarily the weather for every single day of the year uh, or anything like that. Um, but as far as the people who have psychic gifts or abilities, it says in, in um, I'm sorry, Joel 2.28, he says, Afterwards I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It doesn't say upon all Christians. It doesn't say upon all witches. Upon all flesh, your young men will see visions, your older men will dream dreams. So, in other words, uh, this is again where, you know, pastors who've said that only Christians can have a spiritual gift are in the wrong because even Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7 23 says 
Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did I not prophesy your name? Did I not cast out demons? Have I not healed the sick and whatever? And he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me. Because they didn't do the things they were supposed to do, which is to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and hold that faith and follow him. But they had these abilities. And yet he told them, you know, depart from me. It's interesting, though, um, because they are sources of predictions. Um, the Farmer's Almanac, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and what was the other one you mentioned, Rand? Nostradamus. No, oh, yeah, Nostradamus. Well, I'll give you another perfect example. And here's, you want to talk about uh, a contradiction in terms. Edgar mm -hmm. Casey was a psychic and a minister. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, somebody needs to like, you know, and I know a lot about Edgar Casey, mm -hmm. a lot, believe me. Um, but one thing I never understood was he is considered even now today one of the most beloved psychics and, and one of God's most faithful servants, but yet... He's a psychic, which makes, I guess it makes him demonic. I don't know. Because um, apparently, according to some of these people we listen to tonight, everything psychic is demonic. Well, again, I'm, I would ask the person, I'm where in the Bible does it say that? You know, because you won't find it. Right. You will not find where psychic ability is considered demonic. You also will well, not, you never heard Jesus say it either. Like he said, on the contrary, he used these abilities and said, whoever believes in him will do what he has been doing. I, I have, have a question for you, Kevin. Yeah. I have had this debate, argument, forget debate. I have had this argument with lay people, with ministers, with, with you name it, clergy in general. Were the prophets of the Bible psychic in one way i could probably say is true that samuel was referred to as the seer um but in most cases a prophet was somebody they actually heard god's voice whether it was internally and bypassed the ear but they had but the lord had a special message he wanted them to deliver this message mm -hmm. word for word as he said it without variation and that prophet's words, of course, as you know, had to be 100% true. Now, most in cases in a prophet, you had future A and future B. In other words, where you know, said, if you return to me with all your heart, you get future A, which is I will pour out my blessings upon you. Yeah. If you continue to rebel and will not hearken to my voice, you get future B, which is all these calamities will come upon you. Okay. Um, and I accept that, but by the same token, there are people today calling themselves prophets that are really, really good psychics, and some of whom don't have a godly bone in their body. So where's the dichotomy here? They can't all be prophets. Uh, some have to be. I don't know, charlatans, um, bullshit artists, con artists, or 
simply psychics that don't believe in God? What about that? Well, again, they are self-proclaiming themselves to be a prophet. I mean, like I was quoting a few minutes ago, uh, the Lord said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That means people who are not Christians, people who could care less for the gospel, atheists. Mm -hmm. He he poured out his spirit on all. So, yeah. I will tell you, Kevin, that I, for a time, Mm -hmm. had a website up. Um, I no longer have a website up because I don't. For, I'm fortunate enough that I don't need to have one. But I put on my website. I had my webmaster put up there that psychic medium Angelo, prophet, seer, you know, teller, whatever you want to call him. You know. Now I never heard the audible voice of God. I have heard voices from loved ones of individuals as as I could recognize them um, as being a voice and sometimes the voice was just a whisper but but a undeniable whisper um, in in my point of reference and I'll say it that way my point of reference was always very clear very succinct very to the point um spirit spoke to me told me what to tell them i told them that was that and i and i went on to the next thing for some reason and i don't know if i was just lucky but i've only had to tell one person bad news and actually the lord made something really great out of it um and it turned out to be a blessing for this this woman um I am going to ask you after the show to stick around for a couple of minutes. By the way, you too, Randy. After the show, stick around for a couple of minutes. Because um, I want to get some um, Bible verses from you. I want to write some stuff down. Amelia, questions mm-hmm. for Kevin Chopel. Yes, uh, like, you know, remember um, in the Bible there was Joseph, the, the, the one that would interpret dreams. Would he be considered a demonic uh, person or just somebody that would be given the gift well it's oh, man, i wish i had asked that question mm-hmm. oh she always gets one in on me kevin <laughs> <laughs> go ahead first of all the two people that that interpreted dreams in the bible never claimed it was their spiritual gift uh, basically they both said it is not in me to do this but god will give you a favorable uh, meaning, and this was Joseph when he appeared before Pharaoh, and Daniel before he appeared before King Nebuchadnezzar. Neither one claimed to have that as a gift of dream interpretation. I will admit I screwed up in my first book and listed it as a spiritual gift, and I that was one thing I, I wish I had not done. But I've, always liked that name. I've, I've stood by my gift. I mean, I've stood by my books otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Any more questions? Because I remember there was a TV show that, I am sorry, uh, that uh, Sandra Brown was on. And uh, this lady had asked her, is my daughter still alive? Because she was missing for a long time. She says, no, honey, I'm sorry. She's not. She was comforting her, like rubbing her hand like this. And come out years later, they found her alive after her mom had passed away. One good reason why nobody should self-proclaim themselves as a prophet. Yes. Uh, uh, like I said before, a person who is psychic receives what is called the gift of 
the word of, of, of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that can change by your own actions. Yes. Yeah. You know, and again, this person may have been on the spot and didn't want to say, well, my gift shut down. And, uh, you know, if you're on national TV or whatever like that, you, you're going to, you know, how you feel people are going to ridicule you as a fraud if you haven't got a answer for them at that moment. So this is again where you know it takes you know guts to come up and say I am sorry, but yeah. I do not get a message for you. I apologize, but I don't get a message for you. Rain, do you have questions for uh, for Kevin? Yes, uh, you mentioned um, you know you like hearing voices, okay, or hearing something okay mm -hmm. yeah do you know if you're hearing something or if you're just mentally unstable you got little friends that you talk to you know what i mean that's a question um again too um i have i've even wrestled with that one question myself in in the sense of okay is first of all is what you're getting now it doesn't have to be in scripture but it can't contradict what you would know from scripture, you know, this, again, if you're not fairly knowledgeable, feel free to ask someone on that. And again, too, is that, you know, you can say, okay, Lord, if you were speaking to me, you know, can you give me a sign? This is what Gideon did in the old Testament, in the book of yeah. judges, you know, he wanted, he wanted clear confirmation of what God wanted him to do, even though an angel had appeared to him. And so, right. And even Jesus, you know, was saying when he said that an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, it's because he had given them sign after sign after sign after sign of who he was, and they still wanted more just uh, for a show. And, you know, th there's nothing wrong with asking for a sign from the Lord. And sometimes that sign can be as subtle as two or three people that have not known what the others were saying to you during the day, still giving you the same message. Because in First Peter, I believe it's First Peter four eleven, it says, "If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God." Kevin, I got a question for you. Uh, right where we are, too. Yeah, um, I've heard people say never do that. They call it fleecing God. Never fleece God. You know, okay. asking, I don't remember that term very well at all. You're not familiar with that? Flee okay, fleecing. Uh, are you are you saying that they should never say anything that would sound like God? I don't know. That would sound right. Well, that's my question. Yeah. They're saying that you should... The, the, the fundamentalist Christians that I know, would always, they would always get on this bandwagon about, you know, never fleece God. God will give you what he wants in his time. You know, uh, don't ask God for this. Don't command of God this, blah, 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 whatever the case may be, right? Um, and I've heard other people say, ask God for everything. Well, of course, you, you can. And even Jesus asked if he could avoid going to the cross. But he said, nevertheless, let it be your will and not mine. I believe it's in that same chapter of 1 Peter, although I don't have the verse in front of me. Where it says, you know, with prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I have a guy in the chat room. He's a real interesting guy. He's a, he's a good buddy. His name is Boston Spencer. He said, demons are as real to me as God. But I have to tell you something about him. Mm -hmm. 
Spencer is an atheist. Mm -hmm. so what about those people like Spencer who think that demons are are full of caca like God is full of caca? <laughs> well, again, too, you know, it's it's going to be be based on his experience. You know, he there's people that are atheists. Like I say, they won't believe in God. They won't believe in a demon. And I'm not even, you know, certain that something it'll take something to convince them. I don't want them to pick up a, a Ouija board or anything like that just to oh, try to forbid, no, do no. something like that. But at the same time, you know, it's going to be the Holy Spirit. It's going to reveal to them whether these things are real or not. You know, and that's that's uh, the adjust in John chapter 16. On that note, let's take a look at this. Today comes from Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19. The Bible says, And when they say to you, Seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? When the economy starts to go south, a lot of businesses suffer. Real estate collapses, the banking industry collapses, and retail sales start to tank. But as it turns out, there's one industry that seems to do quite well when hard times hit, and that's the psychic industry. According to a news article from November 2009 that I stumbled across the other day, the fortune-telling business has been experiencing something of a boom during the economic crisis. Instead of people going to psychics looking for answers to questions about love and relationships, they're desperate to find answers about their economic future. Are they going to have a job in the near future? Will their money ever come back? What kinds of decisions should they be making? It really underscores something important. No matter how enlightened and secular we claim to be in the Western world, people will resort to almost anything when they're worried or scared. The fact that fortune-telling is experiencing a bit of a renaissance says a lot about the deep need that people feel to find meaningful answers about tomorrow. But the Bible teaches that you're not going to find real answers from psychics, crystal balls, fortune-tellers, or astrologers. In the words of Isaiah, these are the people who peep and mutter. They consult with familiar spirits and claim to get answers from the great beyond. But it's a foolish place to get information for building your future, God says, because these people simply don't have a stellar track record when it comes to prediction. Even the famed Nostradamus really only got things right about 9% of the time. Even worse than their collectively abysmal success rate is the fact that they're tapping into forces and spirits they don't really understand leaving you in a position where it's entirely possible that you're getting information from a source that does not have your best interests in mind. History is littered with the corpses of people who started down the path of spiritualism and ended up losing absolutely everything because of it. But still, the human heart craves the ability to know. We're not happy to simply coast through our experience without having a sense of direction and purpose. We'd like to know that life will be worth living and that our lives are actually headed somewhere. And in today's passage, God gives the answer for that need. It's not found in the people who peep and mutter. It's found in the God who knows the end from the beginning. He is, after all, quite alive, and the spiritualists are tapping the dead for their information. So think about it logically. Which source do you suppose is going to help you build a better way to live? 
He calls them people that peep and mutter, Kevin. Yep. I'm familiar with that scripture. Uh, again, Isaiah 8.19. 8.19 is my wedding date, August 19th. So it's easy to remember the reference. What he leaves out is verse 20 after it. He says, to the law and to the testimony, referring to the Old Testament, if they do not speak according to the word of God, they have no light of day. Um, as for me, and this may sound very strange for the support I've given to psychics and mediums, but in the 47 years since Tammy, I've never gone and asked a psychic or a medium for a reading. Again, because it says, you know, in that 19th verse of Isaiah 8, you know, should not people consult their God? And, of course, in my current book, I'm talking about building your trust in God and his sovereignty, mm -hmm. you know, to where I haven't had a need. However, it's, it's not been without, you know, hope for, you know, the psychics who have approached me voluntarily have provided me with, you know, confident information. It was Melanie who told me on October the 4th, 2010, that she said, you know, I saw that, you know, in this dream that you had written at least four books. Now, it took two weeks short of 11 years for that to become true, but it was a source of inspiration. Sometimes they, again, help you see your own spiritual gifts. This is in First Timothy 4.14 where he points well, out. Now, Kevin, was she predicting that. that you would write four books or was she or was that planting a seed in your head that you're going to write four books? I think it's both. I think it basically she, you know, she saw that. I believe Fair that enough. Holy Spirit led her to it, but at the same time by telling me of it. Now, it sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, I could choose to do this or choose not. But right. you think about if you've never written a book before, I've written two of them. Yeah, you know, you might you might say, "Well, I'll get around to it." And you never get around to it, you know. So, in a way, it was I a very one that built me up, which in turn built others up, yeah. and that's what it says in Ephesians four. If you're, e you're eager to have spiritual gifts, no, I'm sorry, First Corinthians chapter fourteen, yeah. where Paul says, "If you're eager to have spiritual gifts, excel in them that build up the church," which means either in numbers. Or in spiritual growth of who's already there. Hmm, interesting stuff. I promised you I saved the best for last. Okay. Um, there is a woman whose name you may know. Her name is Doreen Virtue. She's a very she was a very big deal in California. Um, do you know that name at all, Doreen Virtue? I've been familiar with ever since that she basically renounced using her gifts and, you know, the cards and everything and turned completely over to the Lord Jesus Christ in uh, January of 2017. And that's what we're going to see right now. Yeah. Hi, my name is Doreen Virtue. I was a professional psychic and the top selling New Age author for about 22 years before Jesus saved me and I read the whole Bible and saw that what I was doing in the new age was an abomination to God. And I repented and renounced the new age. And now I spend my time teaching about new age deception, particularly that which is creeping into the church and where Christians may not be aware that they are practicing new age methods, which are forbidden in the Bible. So one of the questions I receive frequently is about psychic work, mediumship, psychic sessions, cards. 
because people argue that these sessions are very accurate, that they seem to give true information that actually comes true. They also argue that these sessions seem to bring comfort to people. So how could it therefore not be from God? And so I wanted to go over with you the demonic basis of all psychic work without exception. That's psychic readings, that includes mediumship where you seem to be talking to the dead or a person who's the uh, in-between medium is, seems to be talking to your deceased loved ones and also cards. All of these methods are tapping into the very real spiritual realm that is discussed in the Bible throughout. I mean, in the Gospels, Paul goes into depth in Ephesians 6, and this very real demonic kingdom is all about leading people away from God, leading people away from Jesus, leading people away from the Bible. Okay. Okay, so you heard Doreen. I did. Okay. Your thoughts on that? Because I've got a couple of interesting, two other interesting clips uh, that I would love to have your take on. Okay, here's my feeling on Doreen Virtue is that, one, I don't know what she was doing exactly in the psychic realm before she turned to Lord Jesus Christ because... I don't know if she disobeyed the Lord by calling on spirits and had her abilities in that sense. Uh, exactly what, so you have some a point of reference. Yeah. Uh, Doreen was using um, oracles. She used uh, Ouija's. She used crystals. She used tarot cards. She used um, a number of questionable methodologies i'll just say that um some people and i'm not going to, to point fingers but there are people who believe that she may have had ringers in her audience from time to time you know what i mean by a ringer no a ringer is like a plant someone planted in the audience ah yeah they call, them, they call them ringers okay gotcha yeah, um, and particularly in the psychic realm, there are ringers to be had aplenty. Any number of people will say what you want them to say if you line their pocket with a $20 or $50 bill. Yeah. You know, um, for the record, I didn't take money uh, for my readings. I did all of my readings free of charge. For which my wife was very disappointed. She would like me to have uh, charged people, but I can't. That's not what I do. It was a deal I made with God, um, and that was that. Um, my belief, Kevin, is if you're paid to be a psychic, you're going to tell people what they want to hear. And I only, I only told people what they needed to hear. I never told people what they wanted to hear. I always told people what they needed to hear. Good, bad, or indifferent. Um, so your thoughts on what Doreen is uh, espousing these days? Okay. Um, the thing that I was saying before is that, you know, I did not know 
you know, what she, how her psychic abilities originated, if she was, went through some training where she was taught to call upon spirits, if she, you know, used divinatory devices that is banned in De Deuteronomy 18, and there is an exception uh, I have discovered in my years of dealing with the psychics, but the reality is that, you know, if she had experiences, um, uh, that you know where her abilities did not you know come naturally from the lord and one of the things i asked melanie when i first met her was i said you know how long have you had these abilities and she said i've had them ever since birth and i said well okay most of the genuine psychics who never did anything to get their abilities have had have always been able to give an example of baby when they were two three four or five years old you know, and children aren't trying to gain psychic abilities. They just want to go out and play, you know. So, you know, to me, that is a natural ability. They also are not disobeying God by calling on spirits. I don't know enough about Doreen Virtue's background, but if that's what she was doing, if she was disobeying God, I included my fourth book, which you didn't put on the screen there, called Christians and Psychics, God has Gifted right. Both, in which I said, does Satan give spiritual gifts? And the answer is, they're not gifts because they are not free. You often pay instructors. You pay money for other things. Yeah. And they are inferior to the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. And I, of course, cited the Moses and Aaron against the magicians of Pharaoh in Egypt in the book of Exodus. That they were some things they could duplicate and other things they could not duplicate uh, and that, you know, they acknowledged the magician said, this is the finger of God that Moses and Aaron are doing. Yeah. So I don't know. This is why I say with Doreen Virtue, it would depend upon what her entire history of her involvement with the psychic abilities was. You're going to hear some of it right now. Humans I'm, I'm are, open to have it. been studying humanity for thousands of years, and they can give a psychic what seems to be accurate information. Let's just say you go to a medium because you're grieving and you want to get a message from a loved one. And so the demon will literally whisper in the ear of the medium who may have no idea that they're getting demonic information and tell that medium enough truth about that, that deceased loved one. Details, I mean, real details. These psychics are not doing parlor tricks, most of them. I wasn't. Um, you really are getting information, and you think that it's from the deceased loved one. You, you as the medium, think that you are talking to Aunt Sally or Uncle Robert. You think that you're getting that information directly from them, because it's coming to you like their voice. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't doubt that there can be impersonators. Again, this is the reason for the test. But they are not all impersonators. And also, the deceased loved ones, you know, one of the mistakes churches make is to say that they're in heaven or in hell. They do not teach that there is a place of the dead called Sheol in Hebrew or Hades in the Greek and Jonah said that that's exactly where he was from the time he drowned until he was brought back to life in the belly of the fish for three days. And, yeah. you know, she, and yes, she may have gotten voices that whispered in her ear. They may have been legitimate voices. It did not make them 
the voices of the Lord. This is why I've even told the psychics many times, go by the test in 1 John chapter 4, 1 to 3. You know, you have that responsibility to do a test. Now, for a person like me who is not a psychic, John in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, you shall know them by their fruits. Yep. And that's what I have gone by. Now, the psychics that I have encountered have brought nothing but good into people's lives and i would and i would have to say from that evidence that their abilities are genuine aside from the fact that they have had them since they were very little they glorify and praise the name of the lord jesus christ and obey him in what they do when i was a kid i would sit down you know and play or i'd go outside and play and invariably my mother or father, usually my mother would say, who are you talking to? And I would say, my friend. You know, I had the, the I, I was one of those kooks um, that Randy would call like a, you know, mentally disturbed child. You know? <laughs> um, I, I had invisible friends that I spoke to, but they, I could see them when I was a kid. I could see them and hear them. As I got older, I could no longer see them, but I could certainly still hear them. Um, I think largely because I never, and I tried not to, I tried never to, to like, um, question who they were or what they were. I always took them as being people to me. Um, the people that they were always people that you couldn't see, but mm -hmm. they were, they were always people. Um, but I was one of those that I had, you know, invisible friends. And one day she says, who are you talking to? And I told her and described who I was talking to. And she looked at my father and he looked at her and they said, tell us more. And I did come to find out the person that I was talking to and describing them was an uncle that had passed. Um, a very well-known uncle that was part of a, a ta I'll just say an Italian businessman's association. Let's put okay. it. Randy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I described him. Um, I don't. I'm a little kid. I don't know where that comes from. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been like this. Since I was six years old, Shirley and I talked about this on our show before. Um, it's just, and I can't explain it. I don't know how. I just, it was, it's always been there. It's there now as I speak to you. It's there now. Um, and I can't turn it off. It turns itself off when it wants to turn itself off. And that again is a mark of a genuine gift from the Lord is that every person I have talked to that received their ability naturally from the Lord has never been able to turn it off. And a lot of them, um, I, I, you know, even Shirley had told me you know, once that, that she wanted to get rid of it because she was always taught that it was demonic. And, and there was uh, people that over the Memorial Day weekend in 2021 were trying to go through a deliverance. They were so convinced that she was doing what was demonic. Oh and God. Did she tell you about that? I know about that. We spent over an hour on the phone on Memorial Day on the Monday. 
after she was through this whole I need to get this off my chest. I really do. Sure, go ahead. Those people drove that woman to tears on a daily basis. Mm. They destroyed her spirit. They crushed her soul. She was probably, and I'll say this with my, I know my wife's listening. Uh, she was probably the purest woman I'd ever known in my life. She was so attuned with her gift. That woman just knew. And we spoke for hours. I spoke to her the day before she died. Knowing it would be the last time I talked to her. Just like when my sister passed away. I spoke to my sister a day and a half before she died. And I knew in my, in my heart and in my gut, this is the last time I'm going to talk to her. And when my wife said your sister passed away, it didn't come as a surprise. No tears were ever shed. The first thing I said was, are mom and pop okay? You know? And my father has since passed away. I lost my dad in January. And I've talked to him a couple of times since he passed. Um, and has come to me in my sleep, in visitation, as clear as I'm looking at you right now, Kevin. Just that clear, that that alive. Which yeah. is the difference between a dream and a visitation. Um, Amelia, question mm-hmm. for Mr. Kevin Chopin. Yes, also, uh, as he was mentioning about people and the dreams and everything like that, could they even deliver a message to you and it does happen after all? But is it just a message or is it uh, just them? Well, they can. They can give messages. I have no doubt about that. You know, uh, if it's something very specific, yeah, definitely take note of it. But sometimes if it's a vague message or it doesn't come clearly to you, just kind of, you know, maybe... Keep it in the back of your mind or something to that extent. I hope I answered your question, Amelia. Yes. Yes, Kevin, can I take that one? Go let ahead. Me, let me take that one. Uh, Amelia, I have a great deal of experience in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that messages come to people generally during the sleep state because that's when they're most receptive. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. This, And I wrote about this. Mm-hmm. The second thing is... They come to people who need those messages. They do not come randomly. They come for specific people for specific purposes. Someone gets a message they need to hear. Not necessarily that they want to hear. They need to hear. And that's important because not everybody is open. Not everybody is receptive. Not everybody wants to hear what's being said. But the people who get the messages are the ones that are supposed to receive it. I've always believed that. Okay. Uh, Randy, questions for Kevin. Well, you, you have said that most of these things come at night because you're receptive in your sleep. How do you know the difference from a dream or if you're getting a real message? I, I, that one's easy for me. Good. You go ahead and answer that one. <laughs> I, that's very easy for me sensory it's very sensory you can smell you can touch you can hear it it, everything becomes quite sensory it's like you're sitting there with a person talking to them you can feel their breath on you 
literally, you they, you can feel their breath on you. I had a visitation from my father. I actually felt him hug me. I felt it. And I told my wife about it the next morning. I said, I, my father came to see me in my sleep. Okay, um, if it's a message, does it... Uh... Does it stay in your brain? You know, I'll have a real nice dream at night. And I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I dreamt. It's gone. That's the difference. You don't remember dreams, but you remember visits. You'll never forget a visit. Okay. Because you'll remember. It's Remember, it's sensory. Everything about the human being is sensory. We can see, taste, touch, um, uh, smell, hear. These are all things that we use to distinguish between reality and not reality, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, one more video clip, and you're probably grateful to have this one over. <laughs> there you go. I was shocked when I finally read Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12, which... I'm going to stop that right right here. Because, and sure. the reason I am is because they go through this so quickly, it's up on the screen for like, like five seconds and it disappears. So I'm going to, you're going to see when I, when I release it. But I want this up here because I want to go through this. Everybody goes to Deuteronomy 18.15. Why do they do, uh, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 18.10? Why do they always do Deuteronomy 18.10? What is it about this that's the, the catch-all for um, the, the argument against psychics? Okay. Again, you see that each one of these things is distinct. Divination, witchcraft, interpreting omens. Now, the term medium, I think I went through that earlier with you, that it is, this says it's in the New American Standard Bible. If you go back to the King James, it is a person who has a familiar spirit. They don't use the term medium. Um, And each one needs to be evaluated independently. You know, are you doing this thing? Are you doing that thing? Right. You know, by each one of these things. Um, You know, of course, in this scripture here, you know, uh, Moses is talking to the Israelites before they enter the land of Canaan. And, you know, that's why you have the part in there, because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. Right. Um, Divination, in in the examples that I've seen, basically, is where you're assigning supernatural abilities to a, you know, like you say, a Ouija board, a pendulum, uh, cards, or whatever the case may be, where you believe that that thing has the power to give you a message. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Witchcraft, unfortunately, I have never had a good definition of it. I often feel the reason the Bible doesn't is because maybe it was very prevalent in those days. But I have. And I don't understand that. Kevin, honestly, I I don't understand the whole witchcraft thing. That's why I never, when people want to get into that kind of conversation with me, I defer it to like people who know, you know. Like Amelia, because she's the only witch I really know. Okay. I'm, 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 
But let, let's let's take a look at this, Kevin. Lists out all the things that I was doing in the New Age, and says that people who do these actions are an abomination to God. Not the actions themselves is an abomination. The people who do these things are an abomination, which is detestable or deplorable would be other words for that word. And it broke me when I found this out. I was on my knees within seconds crying, saying to God, I didn't know, I didn't know this was a sin. Please forgive me. And that's when I gave my life to Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Okay. Um, so that is her testimony. Yes. Uh, and that's where she kind of, um, you know, draws the line in the sand. She's, you know, on one, you're on one side or the other. Now she's on, she's on our team, right? The right. Question uh, I have is, is, is you mentioned about turning on and off perceptions. Yeah. So if you if you're doing a practice, you know, each one of those things that listed is a practice. You have a voluntary choice to stop doing those things. Right. And if you are practicing them, yes, you should stop. But like where you have mentioned, you get a psychic impression because you've had this gift since birth. You cannot turn it off. And like you said, Shirley even had these people who were doing, quote, deliverance that were driving her nuts. Mm -hmm. One thing I asked her plainly on, on, the, on Memorial Day, last before she passed away, I said, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you serve him as Lord? And she said, yes. So when she passed on September 3rd, I was confident that she is with the Lord presently in Sheol, as we have the time of the judgment. Absolutely no doubt in my mind, brother. Not, there's not a doubt in my mind that woman went straight to heaven. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. She went straight to heaven. She was a good lady. She was a good, a sweet lady who did a lot of good. I'll tell you, I found out something, Kevin. I don't know if you know about this, but there are buildings in Denver, Colorado that are uh, as a direct result of her architectural input, I don't know if you know that. No, I did not. But she's quite, I have books here. I'm going to send them to you. Um, after she passed, her uh, her friend Laurie sent me um, books uh, that Shirley wrote. In fact, give me a second. I'm going to, I'm going to show you. I wish I could have gotten to meet her because I heard she was a wonderful lady. Yes, I was. I was very impressed with her in the times that we've talked. Mm -hmm. yeah, it didn't come very often, but we did. We did have our times to speak. She was the one that also introduced me to uh, uh, Dave the Mystic, and I was on his show a few times. Oh, oh yeah, Dave. He was actually supposed to be on our show. Oh, we, lose, uh, oh. we lost. Um, he may have had to go. Um, oh, okay. This is the first book she sent me. It's called Booby Heaven. <laughs> it's about women who, you know, as you know, Shirley was a um, cancer survivor. She ended up dying of, she had breast cancer, but she ended up dying of bone cancer. Oh. She wrote that book. She wrote another one called, this was Shirley, by the way. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Grapes from the Vines of Life. <laughs> I'll send, I'm going to send these to you, Kevin. All right, and I'll give you the address after the show. Sure. This is another one. Apples from the Tree of Life. Uh, I love that smile on her. She was, wasn't she wonderful? <laughs> she was a wonderful, wonderful lady. And this one was called Inspirational. This is a book of poetry. It's oh. called Inspirational Soul. Inspirational Soul. And there's Shirley's name on the bottom. Oh. Oh, beautiful. It's got, yeah, it's got... It's all poetry. Uh, books of... Um, it's a book of poetry and haiku. Uh, yeah, uh, poetry and haiku. Oh. Yep. She was Shirley was very big in the haiku. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, big time. I am actually going to send these to you uh, in California. or Because uh, you're they're in Cali right now, right? No, I'm in Arizona. Oh, you're oh. in? Oh, okay. I thought you were in California. Okay. Oh. <laughs> time zone is California until the clock switch back in November. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, November 7th, I believe it, it will be. You're probably um, right about that, which means I'm also going to have to reevaluate the November 8th show for my <laughs> timing there. Yeah. Oh, there's Randy's back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bring him in. What'd you get, My computer ran out of juice. Oh, my <laughs> So I had to get it on my phone. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. There you go. Beautiful. I'm, I'm it just turned off all of a sudden. Where'd it go, man? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, whenever you have Kevin Schopel around, it's always interesting, informative. You find mm -hmm. out stuff you never knew. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys, we're going to sign off the air. Don't go anywhere. I, I need you around. Um, before I, I say goodnight to everybody, young lady, Miss, Miss Chapman, can I call you Miss Pitbull now? Yes. Um, <laughs> Amelia, what do we got going on? Uh, tell everybody what's coming up. Oh, we're going to have Kevin for another evening, actually, on the Thursday on the 20th. We get to have his presence again to ask him more yeah, questions. Sure do. Yes. Yeah, we just, this is like scratching the surface. Yeah, yeah we're not done yet. This we is have just a little bit more. This is, you don't even know, man. Oh, this no. is like scratching the surface because yeah. this is a the tip of the topic. iceberg. <laughs> it's getting a lot of... It, no, I'll tell you what, though. Mm -hmm. It's getting a lot of play, the subject yes. of the Bible and psychics. Mm -hmm. All yeah. of us... You saw the clips we have. Yeah. Yes. Every one of them are new clips. Yeah, people losing like their jobs. Like brand new clips. Wanting to okay. know if they're going to get their jobs back, what's going to happen was financially. All, yeah, and there's all kinds of older clips to get... Mm -hmm. I said... Why should I get the old ones? This is this stuff is brand new. Yes. Yeah. Um, so tell everybody else what's going on. And also on October 25th, uh, which is next Tuesday and the 27th, we're going to have part two and part three of Amy Carlson from a cult called Love Has One. Yeah. This is we an did. interesting thing, Kevin. We've been doing a series on cult, uh, the, the psychology of cult behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we came across a woman. I have to shake my head every time I think about it. We came across a woman named Amy Carlson. Um, she went from being the manager of a Burger King and within a year was the leader of more than 8 million people worldwide. And she was a wife and mother as well. She, a wife and mother. And she 
she left her children and she became known forever and a day now as Mother God. God. In, in fact, she called herself, and I have the video to prove it, she said she is God. Yes. I would love for I would love for Kevin to be on that show. Uh -huh. But I know that it's pushing him too much. Mm -hmm. I, uh, and she was a god of many and she was reincarnated. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a crazy, crazy lady. Um let me tell you what else we got going on. We yes. have, man, we got some crazy stuff coming up. Yes. I want to <laughs> go through our schedule. And of That's, course, um, November the eighth, uh, he we're gonna have a well, sure, wait a November, Hold on, Amelia, slow down there. <laughs> slow down, kid. We got um. Before we do that, we have uh, yeah, we're gonna round out the month mm -hmm. with Amy Carlson next yes. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, ent entertainer, producer, uh, actor, director, performance artist Jeffrey Mark from. Hollywood will be on with me. Uh, that will be uh, me and him, a one-on-one -on -one show so far. If I need help, I'm going to call Amelia and say, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> November 3rd, we are doing part two of Marilyn Monroe, The Aftermath. Oh, you forgot um, November 1st. Oh, I'm sorry. I passed right by Charlie. Yes. National American Indian Heritage Month with Charlie mm -hmm. Norris, November 1st. Mm -hmm. Then November 3rd, Marilyn Monroe. November 8th, uh, we are doing the God question. That's going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. um, Roswell, New Mexico and the UFO. Uh, the UFO crash there. November mm -hmm. 10th. The 15th, we're doing chemtrails. Mm -hmm. uh, we are doing... The Jonestown Massacre, the aftermath, November seventeenth, uh, on the uh, actually on the anniversary of it, I believe. Yeah, the next day of it would be the, the anniversary. Mm -hmm. We are doing the JFK assassination on the anniversary of John F. Kennedy being assassinated. Thanksgiving Day, we will have a rerun. We'll air in a, uh, instead of a live show. Uh, November 29th, we are going balls out. Full disclosure on 9-11. We're going to tell you what they wanted you to hear, and we're going to let you hear the truth for yourself. Absolutely. And then on December 1st, the uh, and we have a special guest, Mark Sodkin, Hollywood writer, producer, and director. He, mm -hmm. uh, The guy that brought us the Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. He also wrote for Laverne and Shirley and a bunch of movies. And a bunch of TV shows. Mark Sotkin is our friend. He will join us and we will discuss the changing face of comedy. Mm -hmm. And why is everything so PC these days? <laughs> and then on December 6th, Rapper Ways joins us. Michael Ortiz, also known as the rap artist Ways, W-A-Z-E. And he's a hell of a nice guy. Yes. Really a good young man. Down-to-earth really nice guy. guy. Yes. He really, really is. And then November. Oh, man, we got a bunch of stuff in there. Um, December. Uh, you, that's just the first week of December. Amelia mm -hmm. and I still have a, a lot to do. Days well, to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a few days to go. Um, 
Kevin, tell everybody where they can reach you, your social media, how they can get your books. Well, I'm on Facebook. I'm, you know, just my name, Kevin Schopel. I don't go by any pseudonyms or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, my books are on Amazon.com. And you just, if you go to Amazon, just put my name in the search engine and you will turn up all four books. I will soon have a fifth book out. that will probably be within the month. Um, and uh, again, you can, you can message me on um, Facebook. I don't have, I don't go to the other social medias. It's just basically Facebook yeah. right now, but I answer any questions I can. Sometimes uh, uh, you may have to wait, you know, time for an answer, you know, a day or two, you know, for me to have a chance to be on, but I'm available and I, any questions a person has, I try to give them an honest answer or scriptural answer as much as I can. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Randy, where people can get a hold of Randy Hogan, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you, you want Randy Hogan stuff on Facebook? Go to Randy Hogan stuff. <laughs> I got t-shirts. I got pictures. I got bandanas. I got sunglasses. I got all kinds of stuff. Anyways, that's He's it. He's got uh, next weekend I will be Yeah, I'll be at a convention in Rome, Georgia this coming weekend, yeah. Friday, Saturday. Stop in there, Superstar Fan Fest, it's called. And then in November I'll be at Winston Salem, South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. And uh, right. another convention. And then Beautiful. I'll sleep and retire. This is my last year doing it. Yeah. And Amelia. Mm -hmm. People can get a hold of Amelia at aachap70 at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And you can reach me at maddogdiscipio at wrestlingwiththefuture at gmail.com. Or hit me up on maddogdiscipio on Facebook. Yes. Um, just, and what's the most podcast group we got? The podcast, yes. Mm -hmm. We're the country's only podcast. Yes. And we have the we actually have the copyright for it, right? Here. That's all right. I always keep it handy so I can show people. There it is. Mm -hmm. there it and is. Wrestling with the Future on YouTube channel. Yep. And we are an actual radio station mm -hmm. now. Yep, for real. WTF Radio right there. WWTF Radio. Right there. We are. On behalf of Kevin Schopel, on behalf of Randy Hogan, on behalf of Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. I am the Mad Dog. How, baby? <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye -bye. See you next time.